Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. All right, a lot to get to on this week's edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, presented by our friends over at Hall Financial. And uh, speaking on Hall Financial right now, uh, literally going through the home buying process and you know, working with David Hall and his entire team at Hall Financial now for the third time, actually. So uh, used them to purchase my first house, ended up refinancing a couple of years in, uh, and I am approved, ready to go, ready to purchase the next one uh, with the team over at Hall Financial. Henry Doe, uh, the entire group, just so responsive, so ready, uh, and so willing to just help in, in any way possible. I always have a lot of questions. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, so uh, I appreciate them bearing with me, answering all the questions that I have uh, and making sure that I'm approved for what I need, what I want, uh, and just simply making the process that much easier. So all I have to worry about is finding uh, the best property. But, you know, look, before you even start looking for homes, you need to get your five-star certified pre-approval from Hall Financial Take my word for it. They're absolutely tremendous, okay? Get your five-star certified pre-approval now at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And uh, excited to uh, get out there into the market and hopefully find a great new piece of property. We'll see. I mean, the market is absolutely insane right now. But we are actually going to have D. Hall himself on the podcast this week as well because Hall Financial is the presenting sponsor of the upcoming Michigan Open, which actually gets underway next week up at the Bear uh, in uh, just outside of Traverse City. And, you know, should be a great event, always is. And, you know, David and his entire team at Hall Financial just continue to do a great job of supporting not only just our community in general uh, in the entire state of Michigan, but, you know, really trying to support golf, support Metro Detroit golfers. And this is just another way uh, that they're going to go about doing that. So uh, should be a great event. You can follow along online. D Hall is going to detail, uh, you know, the details of what went into this, why Hall Financial is kind of backing the Michigan Open here in 2022 and uh, what it means to him on a personal level as well. Of course, we dive into a heck of a lot more, as we always do, uh, from a golf standpoint when we have David Hall on. So uh, looking forward to uh, to that conversation coming up. Obviously, it's been a very busy week in the game of golf. And uh, I'm sitting in my office right now watching the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, great to see the event for the first time in three years. Ridiculous that they didn't have it for two years because of COVID. Um, absolutely insane. But thank God it's back and, uh, you know, should be a heck of a weekend. It's a great field uh, at the RBC Canadian Open. So look forward to watching it, honestly, uh, all weekend long. But uh, y- right now you can't talk about golf without mentioning and, and you know, at least discussing uh, the Live Golf Tour, the first event that kicked off, uh, you know, this week. Uh, in London. And, um, you know, a lot of news there. Obviously, Phil Mickelson um, cashed out, took the uh, reported $200 million to to join uh, the Live Tour. Dustin Johnson, 125. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, one of the newer names, reportedly got $100 million guaranteed uh, to go play in these Live events. Um, the PGA Tour, I, I thought, you know, look, I, I thought they they came out strong early on, you know, trying to get ahead of this, knowing that there were going to be people 
who, you know, these golfers, yeah, their heads were going to turn if there was going to be an insane amount of guaranteed money. I don't think there was any uh, doubts about that. I thought the tour was understanding of the fact that, hey, they're going to have to figure something out uh, because there's going to be people that just want to take the money and run. And, you know, to a certain degree, you understand it. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But for the tour to be threatening um, right out of the gate, and then once these players actually teed it up at the live event, uh, for them to come out with their statement suspending 17 players from the PGA Tour, I, I thought they came out very limp. Um, you, you can't threaten and tease this big punishment and, and try to shield your players and your, your game from this other tournament, this other event, whatever you want to call it. And then once you actually get to the point where you have to follow through and punish the people, Punishing them by "quote unquote" suspending them means absolutely nothing. So I, I don't really know what, what the tour is doing, what they're going to do. It's very obvious that they're leaving the door open to these guys potentially returning to the PGA Tour or being uh, exempt in certain events. Um, giving an indefinite suspension to guys who have already turned in their tour cards or guys who, you know plan on essentially just not playing on the PGA tour is the dumbest punishment quote unquote you could possibly give. So I don't really understand what the tour is doing. Um, I, I thought players are probably laughing behind closed doors, especially the ones that went over to the live. Um, you know, you had Jay Monahan in the PGA tour again, threatening early on, you know, trying to shield themselves from any of this uh, sideshow circus, whatever you want to call it. So to, to come through at the end and just, you know, really not offer any real punishment <laughs> to these guys, it just, it's bizarre. And I do, I do think we're going to see more uh, defections or, you know, more guys going over to the live tour and taking some of the guaranteed money. So I, I don't really know what else to make of it. I'm not sure what else the PGA tour is going to do. Uh, I would assume that there are probably some very interesting conversations going on behind closed doors with, all of the four major championships because a guy like Dustin Johnson, guy like Phil Mickelson, um, they're exempt for Phil's, I think exempt for life. Dustin Johnson's exempt at four, all four majors, I believe for at least 10 years. So, you know, is the PGA tour going to pressure these four majors to be in solidarity with them and not allow these players uh, to compete in major championships because they join the live? I I'm not sure. Um, fortunately, the, the major championships are separate entities. They can pretty much act on their own. So they really don't have to worry about what the PGA Tour does, is, says, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that's a good thing, I guess, if you want to see these guys compete, at least in the major championships. But um, overall, just a really bizarre situation and certainly one uh, that we'll, we'll be continuing to watch. And, and look, you know, you can laugh all you want about the Live Tour and Greg Norman and Phil and everything that's going on. And I totally get it. And it's not, you know, ideal to be supporting something that is funded um, by a, a Saudi, you know, a group of, you know, horrific, violent um, people. At the same time, I was watching and I thought the coverage was all over the place. Um, I like that they show shot after shot after shot after shot, but it did feel a little gimmicky. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, with the PGA Tour, it's very clear what what the what you're winning, I guess, what you're competing for. With the Live Tour, I, I don't really know, outside of just money, what it is that they're trying to accomplish. 
Um, you know, there's some history to the memorial. You know, there's history uh, to, uh, gosh, even, uh, you know, the Phoenix Open. There, there's something there. There's something fun. There's something tangible outside of just prize money. Um, and that's the one thing that you just, it's hard to ignore. It, there just really isn't a ton of meeting, meaning watching uh, the golf on the live tour. But hey, it's the first tournament. It was the first round. Uh, I'm sure it'll get better and better, but certainly fascinating to just watch it all kind of play out because, uh, man, there is uh, just a lot going on and a lot there. But um, either way, want to take a second and talk about our great friends over at Coppercraft Distillery, Michigan-based distillery up in Holland, uh, and one that has so many different great brands. Of course, you guys all know about the Coppercraft bourbon. The, uh, the black label is absolutely tremendous. They also have a, a very nice... Uh, $29.99 bottle uh, of Flying Ace, your, your you know classic everyday drinker, something a little bit smoother, a little bit easier uh, to take down if maybe you're not that into that bigger, bolder uh, bourbon taste of a regular Coppercraft. And of course, you know, summertime, the perfect time to, to mention and talk to you guys about the, the mixed can cocktails that Coppercraft has been able to come up with. Just some tremendous flavors. Mine, my favorite, I should say, is the black cherry whiskey. Just It tastes like cherry Coke. It tastes like you're not even drinking alcohol, which is dangerous, obviously. You want to be careful on it, be responsible. But uh, just a lot of tremendous different flavors and variety of offers for, you know, whatever you might want to drink on a daily basis. And of course, we got, you know, training camp coming up in football. Uh, and uh, there's a special Honolulu Blue can cocktail to get you ready for football season as well and support your favorite local team. So make sure you check them out. Coppercraft Distillery. Go to the website if you want to learn a little bit more. And of course, just ask about it at your local liquor store or grocery store, let's be honest. So appreciate what Coppercraft has done for us. And of course, uh, you know, continue to partner with them. You'll see them out at all of our outings and events here coming up in the near future. But uh, with that, want to make sure that we go ahead and get to uh, David Hall from Hall Financial is joining us uh, on the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast to uh, detail what's going on at the Michigan Open next week up north. And of course, we get into, uh, you know, just some uh, casual conversation about the game of golf and everything that's going on of late. So uh, appreciate D. Hall joining us here on the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast presented by our friends at Hall Financial. Exciting that, you know, we have a couple of big events coming up in the game of golf, one here locally. Uh, of course, we have uh, the U.S. Open coming up as well, so it should be an exciting couple of weeks in golf. But, you know, here locally, it is about the Michigan Open and want to welcome in uh, Hall Financial's uh, CEO, David Hall. And uh, D. Hall, I know Hall Financial has taken an interest and become the, the title sponsor for the Michigan Open in 2022. And I'm curious to find out, you know, just a little bit more about why Hall Financial wanted to get behind this event and why it's so important to you to support golf, not only from a national perspective, but, you know, from a local perspective, whether it's here in Metro Detroit or, you know, up at the Bear, uh, where the actual event is going to take place. Yeah, yeah. As always, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's not easy for me to get a spot. You know, I call you guys all the time and try and get on and it's, we're booked, we're booked, we're booked. So it's nice to be on this week. Anyway, the, um, you know, it's very congruent for us. That's what I would say. It's very congruent. We are um, of, of the local lenders in Michigan. We're the biggest and most successful, you know. Um, and so 
for us to be aligned with the Michigan PGA just makes a lot of sense. We also uh, have a little sponsorship with the GAM, the Golf Association of Michigan, you know, because we're a local company. We're a Michigan company. That's what we're focused on in Michigan. And we like to support Michigan specific initiatives. And you guys know I've been, a, you know, my whole life, golf's been a part of my whole life. And so I've gotten to just know a lot of people in the organizations. I certainly understand what the, the, the club pros in Michigan, you know, what their life is like and, and how it is. And so for us to be able to basically support them and support the game of golf and support local Michigan events, that's just important to us at Hall Financial from the standpoint of we're all about serving the state of Michigan. It seemed like a really great way to do it. And uh, it just sort of fell into place. They needed a little bit of help and uh, it was the right time for us. So I was really excited to do it. And they're talking about letting me hand out the trophy. You know, when I was younger, I thought I'd get my hands on that trophy. That ship has sailed. So this is the only way I could get my hand on the trophy is by handing it to someone else. So this is going to, it'll be fun uh, that Thursday of the Michigan Open to hand it to somebody uh, and it'll be a really exciting time. Well, can you speak to, uh, obviously, as you just mentioned, from you playing it in the past and just uh, the the great event that it is every single year, can you speak to the field of it in terms of, you know, just on a general level for someone listening right now who might not uh, know a ton about it? I mean, D Hall, talk about how how this field is created and and just really, you know, the the qualification for it. Yeah, well, you got all the top golf professionals in the state of Michigan playing in the event, and then all the top amateurs, um, which is kind of a cool thing. And so, I would say for the most part, it's like a lot of the club professionals in Michigan that qualify or you know are really really uh, strong strong players. I mean, you got you know, traditionally guys like Brian Cairns and Jeff Roth and, you know, right. it's a who's who of, you know, Michigan golfers. And then you're going to have like last year, uh, Bradley Smithson won it, an amateur Michigan state kid um, tore up the bear. I don't know how you shoot 17 under at the bear. That's insane. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So you got, you got to just have a great field of all the best players basically in the state of Michigan for the most part and uh, playing on a, really difficult, what I think is a difficult golf course, the bear that made it look easy last year, some of the top guys, but uh, yeah, it'd be a ton of fun and our way of, you know, again, sort of giving back and making sure that the event, um, you know, has a lot of longevity because I think it's an important one in the state. As far are as, you, um, are you, are, Sully, are you in the field this year? I didn't know. I, I, maybe <laughs> next year. Yeah. That should be a, a goal to, to try to qualify, but I'm, I'm nowhere near that level of play with all those guys, but may, maybe, well, uh, maybe I'll, I'll get a little better one day. Speaking yeah, on that away. subject, we, we, uh, did you see the story a couple of weeks ago? I think it was Mike, you and I were talking about this. Actually, there was a fantasy football league, you know, that with a bunch of guys, a bunch of buddies, and, you know, they obviously award a trophy and some sort of, um, you know, money, whatever it is for winning the fantasy football league. But, the last place person in the league has to do something that everyone in the league actually agrees to something embarrassing for this specific league. They had the guy go play in a U.S. open qualifier uh, round. And I don't know what he shot, Mike, but like there was video of, of what was it, going on. It was like, a, I think he shot like a 60 or something on the front. And yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just something <laughs> ridiculous. I, I did feel bad though, because there, there was a guy that he was playing with who, I mean, he's taking it seriously. He wants to win and he's got to play with this hack 
you know, it's like you playing with Mike and I, D Hall. You know, just yeah, right. a couple of hacks trying to play with you. You know, the, the lefty pro right now. Um, right. What a great story. I mean, I feel bad for the other guy, but hilarious. Well, it's kind of a. It's interesting, you know. Over the years, you get different groups and pairings when you play in events, and that is a distraction when you play yeah. with a guy that's shooting sixty for nine holes. So. A funny story, but probably not great for the guys that he was playing with. And uh, the USGA might have something to say about that, uh, about that guy playing in any more events. It's going to make it harder and harder for Mike and I to get into a qualifier at this point. They're going to start well, cracking down now. Sucks. Yeah. Sully, Sully told me he's going to start practicing. Sully's like, people don't realize, he's like the Fred Couples of MDG. <laughs> you know, like Freddie, Freddie had a famous quote where they used to ask him, because Freddie wasn't known as a big practicer. You know what I mean? He just kind of shows up and plays and he's gifted and it's the center of the face every time, kind of like Sully. So they, they asked Freddie, they said, uh, you know, how come you don't practice more? And he goes, well, if I'm playing good, I don't need to. And if I'm playing bad, I don't want to groove it. You know, I thought that was like, that's Sully right there. It's like, why would I need to practice? I'm going to see they're going to groove the wrong things or I'm already playing good. I mean, what compare, a mentality. Compare me to Fred Couples. I don't care what the analogy is. That might be the best uh, comparison I've ever, compliment I've ever received. So thank you very much. Yeah, you got it. You're smooth. Sully. You're smooth like Freddie. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I uh, try to go slap it around a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. Got to practice some more for sure. So guys, I know that, you know, with next week, be, I'm, I'm going to take over here with next week being the U.S. Open, uh, we're going to get our predictions on the table. Um, I picked, uh, Rory for the masters and he had a backdoor second. So I felt pretty good about that. I don't like that. I'd, I'd almost rather like my, if I make a, if I pick a guy, wouldn't you rather he's like in the final group or two and then flames out in the final round and some backdoor second. Yeah. 60, it's like you were never really in it, you know, but anyway, I did, I did get Rory, uh, at the Masters, So that was a good one. What do you guys, what do you guys have for the, the U S open? Man, I mean, it's, it's, there's a certain guy that I've been telling people about for two years now by the name of Scotty Scheffler that, that's just incredible. Um, you know, and, and it's really tough to go against him right now. And it really should also come to it. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, I don't think, what he's doing right now. I mean, he was the number one, you know, junior in the world. He was the number one college player in the world. He was the number one amateur in the world. Now he's the number one pro in the world. So, so it shouldn't really be a surprise. I think it's extremely tough to bet against him right now, period. Um, and then the other guys is obviously Cam Smith. I mean, he's, he's just what, what that guy's doing is approaching, you know, my Dustin Johnson opinion level of when he is on, it's really, really tough to, to, to find anyone close. I mean, are, the, you, still, the, are you still on that with DJ even today? I know you've been saying that for years, but now DJ, I don't see him around anymore. Is he still the guy for you, Sully? No, not well. I, I'm going to have to back off since he's going to the live tour now and whatnot and all that BS. But, um, but yeah, I, I have to back off that opinion a little bit. But for years, that that's who it was. It was it was when he's on, no one's better. And now I think it's of course Scheffler. But but Cam Smith, in my opinion, is is right there in terms of, uh, man, when that guy gets hot, it is fun to watch. So for the audience at home, that's called a hedge where Sully now has effectively picked two guys when we ask for one. Bogey, what do you got? I mean, it's tough. Um, I know you, you hate when we pick front runners, um, you know, in the top guys, because that's just that's the easy thing to do. Let's be honest. But there's some top guys that just haven't necessarily been playing all that well that could easily, you know, step into the U.S. Open and, 
and win it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would say Justin Thomas, but man, it's so hard to win multiple majors. Um, I, I'm going to go John Rahm. Um, he hasn't really been right the last few weeks, but it seems like maybe he's ramping up and gearing up, uh, you know, for the, these bigger events and for this stretch run. Um, and I could see him going, uh, going to the U S open and winning it, honestly. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Patrick Cantley's time. Patrick Cantley's going to win a major. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Oh, this is his time. This is it. So no hedge, no, this, or I don't that. know if he has what it takes. No guy that already won one. What? You guys hedging number one in the world. The guy already got one. I got guys that I just make picks and they haven't won it before. And it's like, there you go. I don't know if Cantley has it. I, I don't hit him and hit <laughs> him and Shoffley are two guys that are always good. And they're always near the top of the leaderboard, but there's something missing with those two guys. There just is, there's, there's some clutch factor. There's some, uh, you know, just competitiveness. I don't know what it is with, with those two guys, great players, but man, it's uh, I just feel like there's something off. Well, on a separate note, guys, I was thumbing through um, the uh, the pictures from DJ and Paulina's wedding, and I was shocked not to see either one of you there. I thought for sure that you guys would have been – he was in the mountains of Tennessee, I think, or something like that. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was quite the extravaganza, and I thought one or both of you guys would have been there. You know, it, it's funny. I, I was just looking in my mailbox the other day and uh, the invitation just showed up, you know, it was just a couple of weeks late. Yeah. Unfortunately. Late. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, which by the way, we missed out on the opportunity to go to Brooks and Jenna's wedding uh, as well. Kepka and uh, Jenna Sims. So yeah, she's been overdoing it with the posts. Oh my God. Get, is that, did they get married right now? Yeah. Just this uh, past weekend. Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, so separate note, I know you guys have sort of been on tour here early in the season. Any reviews of any golf courses you wanted to share with the audience? You guys are, you know, I call you guys America's guests. I don't know if that's really <laughs> accurate or not, but have you guys played like anywhere spectacular or something that was surprisingly good? Like what, what's going on? G- give me something and don't give me four of them. Give me one. I, yeah, I haven't played a new, a new club necessarily, uh, playing crystal down soon, which will be yeah. awesome and really exciting. Um, I did just play and actually I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I played Valhalla a month ago, um, mm-hmm. which was cool. It was a, it was a muddy mess. They, they're wrapping up the restoration and they actually just changed ownership too, which I had heard that, that rumor, um, you know, talking to some of the, the, the workers that were there Valhalla. I mean, just a tremendous course. It was muddy as can be but you can see obviously you know what it what it actually is and how much of a bear it can be so what do they have coming up 2024 pga or something like that that is that is correct yep. yeah okay i so, haven't played any new course locally yeah crystal will be the one coming up um i really haven't played a ton of golf this season to 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 begin with i haven't um, i know you're not what are you doing working working uh i i've been i've been playing yeah I, i've been playing weekend golf I've been playing i've been sticking to twice a week which is which has worked out well um and and i feel like i've been playing pretty well overall but yeah the, the new course very that, well overall the new course you've been that, playing uh, great stands out 
recently, and this is within the past, you know, certainly calendar year, past six months, whatever you want to call it, is is the Bears Club for sure. I mean, having the having a chance to play that uh, down in Jupiter was just an absolute pleasure. I mean, what a what a club. Um, yeah, but the problem just, was you had to play with Gillis, right? I know. Wasn't that, yeah, well, yeah, Tom was yeah, the man. Wasn't that the problem? Uh, <laughs> I need, you know, if Tom's listening, I just need him to get a little more opinionated. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's holding back. He's always holding back. You know, Tom's a, he's a, he's a keep it, keep it inside kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, you really got to yeah. ask him. You got to ask him twice sometimes and really mm-hmm. nudge him to, to get an opinion. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. like to put himself out there. <laughs> um, well, guys, listen, it's great being on the show. We're super excited to be sponsoring the Michigan Open. And like I said, we also um, are sponsor uh, Golf Association Michigan in general. And we're just very proud of that. You know, we, you know, everybody says, hey, I think all companies are like, we need to, you know, be in the community, you know, and and and, and that's good. But at the same time, like, I like to be focused about the things that we're, we're doing and golf in Michigan is incredibly important to me and, and to us. So obviously that's why we're involved with you guys and the open and the cam. And uh, I just like being involved in stuff that revolves around the game of golf. Cause I think it's just got so many great lessons and there's so much to golf that teaches you about life. And so like, I don't know, it just kind of is all sort of intertwined for me and for our company. No, it's well said and uh, and very true. And obviously, uh, Michigan Open getting underway uh, Monday, June 13th. So you can go ahead and, and track that. Of course, if you're up in yep. the area, the Traverse City area, please, uh, you know, go ahead and stop by and, and just be around the event. There's a lot of great energy. So, um, you know, D Hall, as always, appreciate you coming on uh, the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast presented by you, Paul Financial. Yeah. If you want to know, if you want to get to know somebody, you play 18 holes of golf with them. You get to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people have been fooling me in interviews for years, but you can't fool somebody on the golf course. Like you get to know what kind of person somebody is. If you play, I really believe that. And I think that there's a lot in golf that reveals a lot about people. And um, I don't know, mostly good stuff. But, you know, then when the guy kicks the ball out from behind the tree, you know what you got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 